This episode is sponsored by Audible, which, if you don't know, has a great selection of audiobooks, originals, and podcasts. And right now, if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash popculturepodcast, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible Plus, which lets you listen to a selection of audiobooks, originals, sleep tracks, meditation programs, and podcasts. Or you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible Premium Plus, which gives you all of that from Audible Plus, as well as one free title per month from an extended selection of bestsellers and new releases. And you own those, so that's awesome. So uh, yeah, if you want to go get that 30-day free trial of Audible, that website is www.audibletrial.com slash popculturepodcast. Now on with the show. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Alright, so 2022 Strange World is a brand new film brought to us by Disney. Uh, it's available now in theaters, came out last week. It's directed by Don Hall, co-directed by Kwai Nugan, screenplay also by Kwai Nugan. It's an original story that has some things in there that don't feel completely original, which I'll get to in a minute. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of weird with this movie. If you haven't seen a trailer for it, I wouldn't blame you because there really haven't been many. Uh, in terms of marketing for this film, there was little to none. And usually when there's a little to no marketing for films like this, big films by big studios, usually means the studio doesn't have a whole lot of, uh, a whole lot of faith in the project that they're putting out. Um, so yeah, I had very little expectations going into the film, which actually kind of helped. If you haven't watched this movie yet and you think you might go check it out if you have kids that, you know, you want to go take to a movie or if you're just interested in watching it yourself, um, go into it with low expectations because then it'll actually surprise you like it did for me. Uh, do I think this is a fantastic film? Do I think it's one of the best films of the year? Absolutely not. Um, is this one of the best films that Disney has ever made? Absolutely not. Uh, but for the most part, I did have fun with the story, even though there's a lot in there that doesn't feel completely original. Um, there's, there's a lot of elements in the movie that feel like it's borrowed from a lot of other not just movies in general, but Disney movies as well. I feel like I've seen stuff like this in other Disney movies. Um, you know, that you have the whole father-son plot in there, and having a whole kind of, like, troubled relationship between the parent and the child is something we've seen in countless Disney movies, especially lately. One that comes to mind is Turning Red, which is a fantastic film. But, uh, again, it's just stuff that we've seen before in other movies that just feels like it's all kind of being shoehorned into this one in a way. In, in some aspects. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, this is a very much an adventure movie. Um, it does have a lot of moments of comedy that actually did land for me. Uh, there's a few fun little characters in there uh, that aren't the human characters, like the dog that they have in there and this little creature called Splat. Uh, those are fun. But in terms of the other creatures in the movie, none of them really stand out. And one of them even feels like one of the creatures from that movie, uh, Raya, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's not completely original, 
But in terms of the animation, I think that it does a lot of really cool stuff in the movie. There's a lot of really cool landscapes and just a lot of really cool visuals that I really like throughout the film. Uh, like I already said, the comedy for the most part really does land for me in this movie. Um, have I even said who is in the movie? I don't think I have. Uh, we have Jake Gyllenhaal as Searcher Clade. Uh, we have, oh, light turned off. There we go. Uh, we have Jabuki Young-White as Ethan Clade. We have Gabrielle Union as Meridian Clade. Uh, we have Dennis Quaid as Jaeger Clade. And then Lucy Liu as Callisto Mal. That's pretty much the main cast for you there. Uh, pretty good voice cast for the most part. Um, I think they all do a pretty good job. But at times, it does kind of just feel like they're reading off of cue, car uh, cue cards. And doesn't always feel like they're actually, you know, characters talking to each other and communicating with each other. Um you know, at, at times it can kind of feel like some of the, uh, especially Jake Gyllenhaal at times in this movie, it feels like some of his lines kind of feel just a little, a little bit like he's tired, just a little. Um, but yeah, I mean, the animation in this movie really does work for me. The comedy really does work for me. Uh, there are some kind of more emotional kind of tug on your heartstring kind of moments that for the most part work, but again, have been done in so many other movies, especially recently that it just doesn't stand out to me. Um, but yeah, for the most part, not not a horrible film. It's a fun adventure for the most part. Uh, is it something that your kids are going to be interested in? That's that's where I'm not quite sure because I was in a theater and there were little kids probably like under the age of five and it didn't seem like it was holding their attention. Uh, so maybe for like a little bit more grown up kids like six and up would enjoy it a little bit more, enjoy the adventure aspects and kind of be able to get a little bit more out of the story. Uh, it is bright and fun, but it's not always bright and fun. I don't know, don't know why this thing keeps turning off on me. That's very annoying. Hopefully my battery isn't dying on me, but, uh, yeah, going to wrap this up here. I know it's not a very long review. I know it's a very, uh, very crappy quality right now recording in the car in between movies. I, uh, I just had the extra time to go watch this one before Violent Night, which by the way, will be my next review or not my next review. That'll already be out because I'm going to put that one out before this one. Uh, just because that one's newer. Um, so yeah, my review for Violent Night's already out if you want to go check that out. Uh, but yeah, overall, not a bad film. Uh, I do have a new ranking system for movies, by the way, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, but yeah, this isn't necessarily one that you need to rush to the theater for. Um, they didn't do a whole lot of marketing for it because they kind of realized this isn't going to be a big winner. Uh, but for the most part, going in, going in with low expectations, there are quite a few things in this movie that did quite surprise me. So um, worth watching, but probably wait, probably wait for it to, uh, to come out on Disney plus for most people at least. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for a good movie to go see with the family, I think that's probably one of the best things you can watch right now for, for the family. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe consider checking it out. Uh, but yeah, I have a new, uh, movie ranking system. I've been kind of going through different movie ranking systems and trying to find what works. Um, I have a different one for the, the streaming service ranking system or whatever, and I'm kind of going on along the basis of that. Uh, so at the very top, I have the premium tickets. Uh, one more time, just keep it on for a little bit longer. Uh, so the premium ticket, uh, the kind of movie that's so good, it, it's worth paying extra for, whether that be IMAX or 3D or whatever it is. Uh, below that, I have the standard tickets, worth the price of admission, good movie, but not great. Below that, I have discounted tickets. Um, you know, it's it's not bad, but it's not horrible. Uh, worth watching at a discounted price. And the tier below that, the final tier is free ticket, only worth watching if it's free. Um, 
obviously not a good movie. Uh, this one, I would probably put, after everything said and done, and just kind of comparing it to everything Disney has done before, like, especially when I think about the Pixar movies that have been put on Disney+, Plus, uh, I, I would have much rather watched Luca or Soul or, uh, or uh, what's the other one I'm forgetting, uh, Turning Red in the theater, as opposed to this one. I think this one would have, I don't know if it would have done better on, on Disney+, Plus, but I feel like it fits more over, the, over on Disney+, Plus rather than in theaters. Um, so yeah, uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and put this in the discounted price tier. Uh, not a great movie, worth watching if you have a discounted ticket to, uh, to go watch the film. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, most people will probably wait for streaming if they even watch it at all. And I'd say that's probably the best way to do it. Um, the animation is good on the big screen, but it's it's nothing that's really worth paying, you know, a standard ticket fee for. So, yep. Uh, one more time. Thank you all for watching. Leave a like on the video. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload. And I will see you in the next one with another review for a movie or TV show. See you later. All right, so 2022's The Fablemans is directed by Steven Spielberg, written by Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner. If you don't know what this film is about, essentially you have Sammy Fableman, who from a very early age grows up loving the art of filmmaking, expresses himself through the art of filmmaking. And uh, just from that alone, that's already the type of movie for me. Um, you know, it's a movie about a movie, kind of, in a way. Uh, but... Film is something that I have loved from a very early age myself. So that's, you know, having a character like that is something I can very much relate to. Having somebody who wants to make movies inside of this movie is something I can also relate to. Uh, but on top of that, there's other things that people can relate to in this movie when it comes to, you know, maybe some issues with your family and whatnot. And, um, you know, issues with maybe parents being separated, not being separated, whatever it might be, you know. Um, there's something that a lot of people can relate to in this movie. Um, it's not just about the, the filmmaking aspect of, of the character of Sammy, because that's really just what it is on face value. Um, what this movie really is, is kind of like a character, maybe not a character study, but just like, you're just spending time with these characters. It's almost like a coming of age story, um, for, for Sammy, but also in the background, you have this story about, uh, his mom and dad just kind of having issues with their marriage life and um, them packing up and moving all over the place several times throughout many years and just never really having one place to call home. And on top of that, just other issues that I don't really want to bring up in terms of, you know, spoilers. So I don't want to spoil anything for you guys, but yeah, there's just a lot of things in this movie that people can relate to. There's a lot of a lot of relatable situations in here. A lot of really just common things that, that people have to deal with. Unfortunately, they're bad things for the most part, but people that, you know, things people go through every day. And um, I, I don't know. When it comes to big budget movies, when it has superheroes like Captain America and Iron Man and Thanos and they're all fighting each other and whatnot, um, you know, there are some emotional depths to those movies, but it, it never feels personal like this type of movie does. This is the type of movie that reminds me why I love movies, because it doesn't have to be necessarily building up towards something. You're just, you're just living with these characters, 
you know, with, with their day-to-day -day life and experiencing what they're experiencing and, and feeling what they're feeling. And at times it can be rough, but it's real. And, um, the emotions in here can be raw, but I'm making it sound like a drag. I'm making it sound really, really sad. And also maybe a little bit boring, um, which at times it, I don't, I don't want to say boring, but just a little bit slow. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, the thing I want to say here is that there is actually a lot of comedy in this film. It's not a all-out drama. I mean, there are very serious moments in this movie. There are heavy moments. But I feel like they balance it really well with a lot of really, really well-done comedy. Um, that can almost at times even, like, subvert your expectations. And, like, I don't know, sometimes make you feel better in situations where really bad things are happening to these characters like something funny ha happens to like not only make the characters feel better but make you feel better um so again it makes you feel like you're literally living with them by the way i'm not like wiping my nose it's just super itchy because apparently it always gets itchy when i try to record uh but yeah i only, only mentioned gabriel labelle as sammy fableman in this movie we also have a huge plethora of uh, amazing actors in this movie along with Michelle Williams as Mitzi Fableman the mother uh, we have Paul Dano as Bert Fableman the father uh, we have Seth Rogen as Benny Lowy uh, Uncle Benny which isn't actually the uncle but you know best friend of the father might as well call him uncle uh, Seth Rogen in here I, he doesn't have a whole lot of scenes he has a decent amount especially towards the beginning of the film um the thing about Seth Rogen, people see him in a movie and they just immediately expect one thing from him. For the most part, when it comes to the kind of more serious aspects of this movie, um, he, he does do a good job. But for the most part, his character is there to, for the most part, kind of be kind of comic relief um, for the little amount of time that he is there. Uh, we also have Keely uh, Karsten. Is that how you say it? Sometimes I can't even read my own handwriting. Uh, Keely Karsten as Natalie Fableman, one of the one of the daughters, one of the sisters, I should say. Uh, we have Julia Butters as Reggie Fableman, another one of the sisters. Um, and then there was one other one, but I did not write it down and or they were not credited. So that's some BS. Uh, but yeah, let me see here. We also have Judd Hirsch as Uncle Boris, uh, which is an actual uncle, not, you know, just the best friend of the dad. Um, which he's in it for a very short amount of time, but the short amount of time he is in it, uh, his scene, his, his scenes are very impactful. So, um, maybe not impactful in the sense that it's like, oh, this sweeping monologue that's just going to like blow people away. No, it's like, this guy's kind of just like spewing off some shit, but at the same time, he's making some sense, but at the same time, he's kind of sounding crazy, but at the same time, like, I don't know, he's Judd Hirsch, so you're having fun with him, so... Yeah, he was fun in the movie for the short amount of time he was in it. Uh, we also have Sam Rechner, is that how you say it? As Logan Hall, uh, kind of one of the bullies that, that bullies Sammy at one of the new schools he goes to. Uh, that's that's pretty much, for the most part, the main cast there. Um, but yeah, I mean, great cast when it comes to Paul Dano and Michelle Williams, of course. Uh, both of them together, while their their relationship is on the rocks. You can still tell that deep down they love each other, and um, I don't know. They have they have good chemistry with each other for the most part, even though it kind of in the film they're not really necessarily supposed to. Um, but yeah, uh, one of the things I really love about this movie is the amount of times that we just get reaction shots to things. Um, there's one whole scene in this movie where 
it, it involves Michelle Michelle Williams just watching something uh, that that Sammy made her her character watching something that Sammy made, um, and we don't see what she's watching. We you know the audience knows what she's watching because of context in the film, uh, but you don't see it at all. And the thing is, we kind of saw a little bit of the footage before, but still, um, the fact is we, we just saw like a good 30 second clip of just her reacting to this, maybe even longer. And at times some people would be like, okay, cut, let's get to the next thing. But for me, I love those, those drawn out moments that it just lets the actor just do their thing. It shows that an actor knows what they're doing when they can tell an emotion with just their face. Um, which you're thinking, oh, if I'm sad, I can just make a sad face. It's so easy. But no, like, if you really try to do it the way these people do it, you're you're going to end up looking goofy. These people pull it off brilliantly. Michelle Williams, fantastic in this movie. Paul Dano, absolutely fantastic in this movie. Um, honestly, the real big standouts for me are the three main actors here, Gabriel LaBelle, Michelle Williams, and Paul Dano. But... A lot of other really great actors in this film as well. Um, but yeah, this, this movie is definitely going to get a lot of awards. I'm saying that already. Um, I I feel like it's probably going to win, or not win. I'm getting ahead of myself there. Uh, but I feel like it will get nominated for Best Picture. Um, I feel like Paul Dana will most likely get nominated for Best Actor. Would he technically be supporting actor in this movie? I don't know. Uh, would Gabriel LaBelle be nominated at all? I would hope so because he was fantastic in this movie. Um, for an actor, and I forgot to look into uh, any other stuff that he's done, but uh, for an actor that I am not familiar with, he was absolutely incredible in this film, and I will absolutely have to see what he's doing next. Um, but yeah, he was fantastic in this movie. Even the young version of uh, of Sammy that they had in this movie, played by Mateo Zorian, hopefully I'm saying that right, Um yeah, we get a little bit of him early on, and that actor, like, I think he's only been in two things, including this movie, and he was fantastic, like, oh my god, just in the beginning when he's watching that movie and, like, shit's about to go down, I, I don't know if he necessarily stands up or if he's on the edge of his seat, but that moment there, I was just like, oh, this kid's going places, I can see it in his face, this kid has acting chops. Um, but yeah, there's like moments later on where they're talking about, um, you know, how they don't have any Christmas lights on their, their house because they're Jewish. Um, and it's just moments like that. I love just kind of getting to know the family and, in really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, organic ways, because in a lot of movies, there's so much exposition, exposition, explaining things about the characters, uh, just to like give the audience information about the characters and it feels so unnatural they're like oh yeah that's that one guy that does that one thing but it's like you should know that because you've been here the whole time you should know who that one person is you're literally just doing this for the audience but um no and here like whenever they they say stuff about the characters you know it's uh and i'm kind of losing my train of thought here but it feels like it has purpose i guess any any information we get about them it feels organic honestly all the the lines in here all the the writing feels organic it feels real it feels like an actual family and it feels like an actual family going through actual difficulties and and fighting with each other at times and saying things that they're going to regret to each other and 
having those really difficult moments. But um, I don't know, man. I'm kind of rambling at this point because it is really late right now. I've tried recording this so many times. I don't know how good this review is. Probably not a really great review for the movie. But uh, if you guys get the chance to watch this movie in a theater near you, I would uh, I would definitely recommend doing so. Um, is it going to be one of my favorite movies of this year? I think it'll at least get an honorable mention. Uh, but for the most part, I feel like most of my favorite movies of the year have already kind of been kind of been set in stone for the most part. Uh, but this one will at least get an honorable mention. Maybe if I get the chance to watch it one more time before the year ends, it will end up on that list. Uh, because I think after watching this movie one more time, I will appreciate it more. Uh, it's just that first watch, I was like, this movie feels a little bit longer than it needs to be. It's about an hour and 30-ish minutes with credits. Um, so it's quite a long movie, and there's a lot in there I feel like they probably could have cut down and especially towards the end there, it kind of felt like they didn't know to, when to say stop. Um, and, and they left things on a note where it's like, okay, if you don't really know where uh, where this is going, and I don't even know if I said this, you know, I'll say that for the very end in case I didn't say it. But uh, yeah, I mean, they leave things kind of open in the end where it's like, okay, you can kind of see where this is going from here. And you can see like, knowing what we know about this character uh, we should know, we should know, uh, where they're going next. So I don't think I said this in the beginning. I've been recording for 12 minutes. I've re-recorded this so many times and I've said this so many times. So I don't, don't know if I said this in this recording, uh, but Sammy Fableman in this movie is essentially supposed to be a young version of Steven Spielberg. Um, I'm sure there are things in this movie that are kind of fabricated and made up for the film for the sake of entertainment. Uh, but for the most part, this is about his childhood, about his family and about his love for filmmaking and how, how it started and how it grew over the years and, and how he got to where he is now. Um, so yeah, I, I think that alone makes it worth a watch because without that context, you don't really know that it's essentially a biopic about a director. So, um, yeah, and it's a very tasteful biopic. It's done where they change the name of the uh, the main character and don't make it the same as as the person who's uh, who's writing it and directing it. Um, yeah, I mean, this is how they do a, a biopic, right? You just make it not seem like a biopic, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, this film does a lot of things right, um, and it does very little wrong, in my opinion. Uh, but it's still one of those movies that there's just something that I'm a little hung up on and I'm not quite sure what. Uh, but again, after watching it one more time, I'm sure I'll figure out what that is and maybe I'll figure out that it's not really an issue for me. Uh, I guess there's just some kind of character things that I didn't fully understand, but also, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even going to try to explain what I didn't quite like about it because I'm not really sure and sometimes I'm just not sure about that kind of shit uh but yeah I mean still really very much worth watching um and highly recommend watching it in the theater if you get the chance uh but yeah if you don't get the chance to watch it in the theater I think it will be available on Peacock within the next like two to three months no that's quite a while to wait but hey I mean that's the sacrifice you're gonna have to make if you can't watch it in the theater so uh yeah definitely recommend this one uh 
I don't have my movie ranking or my, uh, yeah, my movie ranking system list nearby. So I'm just going to give this a, a one out of 10 kind of score. Uh, for the most part, I think I am going to give this movie an 8.5 out of 10. It's a very great movie. I'd highly recommend. Uh, but I am again, hung up on some stuff that I just quite don't quite know what they are. Um, I don't know if you, you guys have ever felt that way. You've watched something and you have some issue with it and you just don't quite know what it is. Um, but for the most part, it does a lot, right? Like I said, so, uh, I'm gonna, I already said my ranking again. I'm very tired right now. I'm ready to go to bed. Like right after this, uh, I regret starting the movie or going to the movie so late. Um, so yeah, thank you all for watching. Uh, have you seen the Fablemans? What did you think about it? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Are you in the middle? Uh, I definitely very much love this, this movie. Um, from somebody who loves movies and the art of filmmaking. Uh, this feels like a movie that was made for me. So yeah, uh, if you can relate, definitely recommend checking it out. Uh, have you not seen the film? Do you, uh, do you plan on watching it? Why or why not? Love to know down in the comments below. Really anything you want to comment down below, I'd love to hear. And for the most part, uh, usually I do respond to all my comments. So yeah, there's that. Uh, but yeah, leave a like on the video, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload. And I will see you in the next one. All right, so 2022's Violent Night is directed by Tommy Workola, written by Pat Casey and Josh Miller, and stars David Harbour himself as Santa Claus. If you haven't seen a trailer for this movie or just don't know the plot in general, basically it is a home invasion slash heist movie where you have these villains breaking into the house of a very rich family on Christmas Eve, trying to steal millions of dollars from a vault that they have there. And who is the person that is going to stop them? None other than Santa Claus. Uh, this movie gives off heavy John Wick vibes. This is basically kind of a John Wick movie, but instead of John Wick, it's Santa Claus, which I think is genius. I think it's awesome. Um, I think a lot of people are going to have a lot of fun with this movie, and I'll get into why in a minute here. But I do want to talk about some other cast members here. We also have John Leguizamo as Scrooge. We have Alex Hassel as Jason Lightstone. We have Alex Lauder as Linda. We have Eddie Patterson as Alva Lightstone. We have Leah Brady as Trudy Lightstone. Uh, who else do we have here? Cam Gigandet, hopefully I'm saying that right, as Morgan Steele. Uh, Beverly Angelo as Gertrude Lightstone, which if you're not familiar with that actress, she was actually the wife in the National Lampoons movie. And I'm sure a lot of people, when they think of National Lampoons, think of National Lampoons Christmas Vacation. Another very popular Christmas movie. Um, but yeah, who else do we have here? That's that's pretty much the main cast for you. Uh, you get the Lightstone family in there along with the villain, John Leguizamo, who plays Scrooge. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really fun film. I don't know if I said this already, but a lot of people are comparing it to Die Hard, uh, which, crazy to say this, I know, but I haven't seen Die Hard. I haven't seen any of them. Might actually watch that fairly soon for the holiday season because a lot of people consider it to be a Christmas movie. Uh, so might check that out soon, see how similar this movie is to that. Uh, but what else are com people comparing it to? Kind of comparing it to Home Alone and then also John Wick as well, as I said before. Uh, but yeah, the real thing that here that, uh, that people are going to want to know about is how did David Harbour do as Santa Claus? Do you even have to ask? He was absolutely amazing in this role. Um, it's the kind of thing that makes me never want to see anybody else play Santa Claus again other than David Harbour. Um, even if it's a completely different kind of movie and it's not violent, 
I just want to see David Harbour as Santa Claus, honestly. Um, now, an another question people are going to be asking, is this a holiday classic? Is this a like an instant classic? For me personally, absolutely. I mean, does that kind of spoil how I feel about this movie? Yes, but I'll kind of get into some some things I really like and then some things I kind of don't like as well because it's not all just good, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, this is something I could see myself watching every Christmas. It has the heart of a Christmas movie while also having the violence of a very much adult fun movie that I typically kind of enjoy. Stuff like, you know, Nobody with... Uh, Oh, shoot, why can't I think of his name at the moment? Uh, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, the guy who played Butter Better Call Saul. Uh, shoot. I can't think of his name at the moment. By the way, it's really windy outside. Sorry about that. But, uh, yeah. Uh, man. Can't think of his name. But if you saw Nobody, you know who I'm talking about. If you, you've seen Better Call Saul, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, really mad that I can't remember his name at the moment. But, yeah, there's, there's a movie called Nobody, which is actually by the same people who made John Wick. Uh, so it has a very similar tone uh, for the most part, but has a little bit more fun with it. I would say like a little more, a little more comedy than John Wick. John Wick, I wouldn't say takes itself way too seriously, but it obviously takes itself a lot more seriously than something like Violent Night. That is for sure. Um, and I also want to talk about a movie, I believe it came out in 2020. It was called Fat Man, where you had Mel Gibson playing Santa Claus there. And this movie right here is the kind of movie I wish that one would have been. Even before I watched Violent Night, I knew this would be the kind of movie that I wished that one would would, would have been. Uh, the issue with that movie, if you haven't seen it, uh, you have this plot of a kid trying to kill Santa Claus, essentially. Crazy, I know. Uh, just as crazy, if not, you know, more crazy than the plot of this one. And in that movie, they take itself so seriously. Uh, they take themselves so seriously to where it doesn't feel like you're really having fun. You're watching like a serious fucking drama about Santa Claus, and that's not what anybody wants. And um, yeah, I knew immediately from seeing this trailer, I instantly thought of that movie. I'm like, this is going to be what that movie should have been. And uh, after watching the film, I can confirm that is how I feel. Um, yeah, there's just so, so much fun to be had in this movie. It doesn't take itself too seriously at all. There's a lot of a lot of comedy that really lands. By the way, I've barely even looked at my notes so far. Um, and I have a lot of notes. But yeah, um, all the com pretty much all the comedy in here lands. There's a couple moments, especially one towards the beginning, where I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that one. But you know what? I'm going to let it slide. It's still funny for the most part. Uh, but there's a couple moments in there with the humor where I'm just like, all right, is that what we're really doing? I mean, obviously, there's cheesy humor. If you saw the trailer, he says stuff like seasons beatings and shit like that. There's cheesy one-liners. But I... I don't mind that kind of stuff because coming from David Harbour as Santa Claus, that shit is fucking hilarious. That is the most funny thing I've ever seen in a movie like this. That's the funniest shit I've ever seen a Santa Claus say in general. Um, that being said, I haven't seen, well, I've seen a little bit of Bad Santa. I haven't really watched a whole lot of that, but there are elements of that movie in here, kind of. Uh, there are elements of Home Alone in here. There are elements of, uh, uh, you know, Die Hard, like I said before. There's a lot of different elements and different little Easter eggs and, and little little inspirations that they took from different Christmas movies. Some people could say that they're just kind of maybe not ripping it off, but like overdoing it. I've heard a few different opinions on the movie where they say a lot of those types of things are a little bit overdone in the film. Uh, I wouldn't agree with that. I, in fact, I mean, I've watched a good amount of Christmas movies. I wouldn't say they're, they overdo it in here at all. I think, uh, you know, the Home Alone one is the one that's 
you're going to notice the most in the movie if you haven't watched it yet the the like references to that um you know there's there's references to die hard uh like legit like name drops of like die hard and home alone in this movie and uh and the funny thing is they do similar things to those movies in here um but yeah let me tell you a little bit more about the plot you have john leguizamo as scrooge and i'm not gonna get like too deep with any like character motives or anything i want to i want to save that for the the theater experience for you guys but basically you have him along with his his group of uh you know kind of uh mercenaries i guess you could say you have people like uh krampus uh gingerbread candy cane sugar plum they all have fun names like that um and i i hate that it reminded me of this but it kind of reminded me of the first paul blart mall cop movie where it was set around christmas and like you had all those different like kind of mercenary type dudes just trying to steal shit in the mall like it's so fucking funny to me that it reminded me of Paul Blart. And I think there was even a moment in there where they talked about like a mall cop or something like that. I'd have to watch it again to like catch the reference, but maybe they did reference that actually. That'd be fucking hilarious. Um, but like, yeah, it's hilarious that it made me think of Paul Blart mall cop too. Um, you know, yeah, that's, that's the kind of shit I used to watch. Um, honestly, I'd love to watch that movie again just to like completely shit on it. But, um, yeah, if you want me to do that, comment down below. Uh, you know what? That'd be a really fun movie to do around the holiday season. That, that'd be fun. Kind of like not your typical thing. People typically think like, oh, Home Alone, Elf, stuff like that. So um, I kind of like these more kind of different Christmas movies that, that have different takes on stuff. Uh, there's one that I want to review. I almost don't even want to put the name out there. Uh, but it's called Jack Frost from 1977 probably going to be doing a review for that soon uh so yeah keep your eyes peeled for that but um and, and it's not the one with michael keaton just just to preface that uh, but let me actually look at some of my notes here uh just because i'm kind of kind of going in circles a little bit uh but the action goes hard is it as good as john wick action no uh and the only reason it's not is because of the way that it's shot um, you know, the cuts are kind of quick at times, uh, doesn't always show exactly what you want to see. And also at times, because it's not like, I mean, I'm sure it had a pretty good budget, but it's not, I don't think it quite had the budget of a John Wick film. So at times some of the stuff can look a little fake, uh, but like the fakeness of it just adds to the cheesiness of the movie, which overall I think really works because, it is kind of a parody in a way, but, um, you know, it's, it's very much its own thing as well. It, it stands apart from other movies, not only other movies like this, but other like Christmas movies in general, you know, oops, almost dropped my light there. Uh, but yeah, uh, let me look at this, uh, especially towards the climax of the film. Like it, it does slow down a little bit towards the middle which is one of my complaints with the movie. Um, it's it's close to two hours long. It's like an hour and 52 minutes. I don't think it needs to be quite that long, especially in the middle when it slows down. It just, I don't know, because with the situation that's going on in the movie, I feel like there needs to be a sense of urgency and stopping to do stuff just doesn't feel, I don't know. Uh, but at the same time, they kind of show that Santa Claus isn't just like some indestructible beast. Uh, they show that he can get hurt, he can bleed, so he has to kind of like take a minute to recoup, you know. 
Um, so I like that aspect, not just making him, you know, OP, you know, overpowered, um, which is easy to do with a character that has magic, but they have explanations on why he can't always use his magic, why he can't always call on his reindeer and just get on his sleigh and go away. Um, you know, there's reasons for that. There's always something that, that keeps him there. And one of the things that's keeping him in the situation more than anything is this little girl, Trudy. Um, you know, she's literally the only good person in this family. Everybody else, for the most part, kind of sucks. Uh, Linda, she's not too bad. She's the mom to Trudy. Uh, Jason is the father and, you know, the mom and father are kind of having marital issues. Not sure if they're separated or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, Trudy, she essentially is the heart of the film. Uh, the actress, the, the one who plays her, Leah Brad, uh, Brady, uh, she does a fantastic job in the film. She's a great character. Very fucking amazing scene with her uh, towards kind of eh, middle to end of the movie uh, where she's up in an attic. And yeah, uh, that's that's all I'll say. She has an amazing scene in this movie. That's just like one of my fucking favorite scenes in this movie, if not my favorite. And from other reviews I've heard, that's a lot of other people's favorite scene too. It's, it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Trudy, I mean, she's... She's the only real person there that you're rooting for. Everybody else is shitty. And, um, you know, that's the reason why Santa's there. He would have left if not for her. Um, because everybody else in that family is just a complete piece of shit. Uh, other than the mother, mother and father, I mean, they have their things that kind of make them not completely great. But, like, uh, not as bad as the... Uh, the rest of the family. The worst one by far is Alva Lightstone. I thought it'd be Gertrude. Gertrude's terrible. Uh, but Alva, the sister, worst human being. I hated her from start to finish, and I wanted her to die so bad. Um, but yeah, let me see here. Might have to flip this real quick. Uh, just making sure I didn't miss anything. I uh, don't think so. So on the back here, um, they do have fun with the magic of Santa, like the magic he's able to use. They use it sparingly. Not completely sure if that's just a budget thing. They weren't able to do as much CGI, but um, the, the magic that they do use, they have a lot of fun with. And I like that they use it sparingly because, again, if he were able to have his full capabilities, it would be over in a second, most likely. So, um, yeah, I like that. Uh, by the way, the family in here kind of reminded me of the, the families from, or the family from Knives Out. Um, just how they all bicker with each other. They have like a kind of fancy last name. They're all rich and shit like that. Um, definitely gave me Knives Out vibes. Uh, we do get a little bit of an origin for Santa. Not a whole lot in here, but it's, it's very interesting what they do with that. And it makes me curious on what they could do going forward with the character if they decided to do decided to do a sequel or a prequel which i'd hope they just go for a sequel and not feel like they have to like fully indulge in the backstory because that would just be too much um but yeah they do give him a little bit of an origin they they keep it ambiguous enough uh but they they kind of like explain why he is the way he is uh which i freaking loved uh let me see here I think I already said this, but I could easily see myself rewatching this every Christmas. Um, ch -ch -ch -ch. Oh, yeah, I'm very embarrassed. I Most of the time I go to these movies alone, and the theater was relatively packed. It was a Friday, so, I mean, typical. Um, I, I was sitting there alone. I was in one of the front rows, 
not a whole lot of people in my row, but a lot of people behind me. And I was so loud watching this movie. I was just like audibly reacting to like almost everything, which at times, um, maybe not even at times, it's annoying. But the thing that made me happy is that I'm, I definitely wasn't the only one in the theater just like audibly just reacting to the movie. Everybody was having such a fun time with it uh, to the point where it did make me feel better about, about being a little bit loud. Um, I wasn't the only one, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people were having fun with it in the theater. It's a very good theater going experience, especially when there's a lot of people there. Uh, so for that reason, I would definitely recommend, uh, seeing it as soon as possible with, with a good amount of, uh, audience members in there. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, let me see. But yeah, I was, I was being very loud with the movie. And a lot of times when I'm audibly reacting to movies like this, it means I'm just having a really, really good time. It just means I'm just having like one of the most fun times I've, I've had in a while. Um, I honestly, like I do this with movies sometimes, not to this extent though. I was like audible from start to finish with this movie almost. Um, and I can already hear people in the comments below saying like, oh, you're that annoying person who talks during the movie. Not always, no. Only when, when a movie is, like, really getting a lot of energy out of me. Um, I don't know. It's just something I do, I guess. And I, I maybe I should stop doing it, okay? I know. I have a problem. Um, but what, what was I going to say? Uh, but, yeah, I don't know the last movie where I've I've had this much fun in the theater. Like, of course, there's a lot of really great movies I watched this year. A lot of really fun theater-going experiences. But I don't think there's been any movie so far this year that's made me that energetic and just, like, into it, I guess. I don't know. Would I say it's my favorite movie of the year? No. But it's probably going to be my top ten. And uh, if you watch my review for Fablemans, you're you're probably thinking to yourself right now, this motherfucker is putting Violent Night in his top ten but not the Fablemans. Yeah, because these are my types of movies most most of the time. Um, and a lot of the time, the types of movies that end up on my top 10 favorites of any particular year aren't typically movies that I was anticipating going into the year. And uh, this one is one I probably didn't even really know about uh, going into it. So yeah, definitely going to end up on my list for sure. I, I think it has to because uh, this is the, one of the most fun times I've had in the theater all year, honestly. And that's that's saying a lot because I've been to a lot of fucking movies and had a lot of fun throughout the year. Uh, but yeah, this one's just, just, ah, I love it. Uh, but yeah, let me see here. Uh, at the end of the day, my only real complaints are aside from Santa killing terrorists. Wait, what? Oh yeah. Let me see. Uh, this is the problem with me reading my own shit sometimes. Um, at the end of the day, my only real complaints are aside from Santa killing terrorists, this pretty much is a generic heist slash home invasion movie. If you take Santa out of the equation, this is kind of just your typical typical kind of movie like that. Uh, you could really put any any hero in there. and I mean, would it have the, the same effect as Santa Claus with David Harbour as Santa Claus at that? Uh, no, it wouldn't. If it were anybody else in this movie, this movie wouldn't have worked as well. If it were from a, you know, if the hero were a different type of character this movie probably wouldn't have worked as well. Um, you know, you probably could have had the Christmas theme in there still, but it, it just wouldn't have, it basically would have been a ripoff of Die Hard at that point. Um, so, uh, and that's coming from somebody who hasn't seen Die Hard, but essentially, you know, that's the kind of, kind of shit we're dealing with, a kind of heist movie, kind of 
action movie set on Christmas. Um, so yeah, without Santa Claus in here, it would be a much different movie. And without David Harbour as Santa Claus in here, it'd be an even much more different movie. Um, and he, he honestly makes it. Uh, but there's a lot of really heartfelt moments in this movie that that remind you of the type of heartfelt moments you get from other Christmas movies. Uh, so in my opinion, this is a, a new Christmas classic. I will be watching this every year for sure. Uh, but yeah, I actually didn't say my other complaints here. My bad. Uh, just a little bit longer than it needs to be. I think I said that before, an hour and 52 minutes. Uh, I think that could have been cut down to maybe like an hour and 45 with credits, uh, possibly. Um, just cut out some of that... Uh, some of those slow parts towards the middle there. Uh, and I think you'd have a pretty, pretty tight film there. Uh, but let me see. Uh, there is a very short, not very important post-credit scene. Uh, for those of you who don't understand post and after-credit scene, I know it can get confusing, honestly. Um, it, it's no big implications towards the sequel or anything. It's just a fun kind of little stinger. Uh, you know, you know when the movie ends and then it has like the, the credits pop up of like the actors and stuff, but it's not like the, the credits rolling down. It's like the kind of, it has the nice backgrounds and the artwork and whatnot. That is like the kind of the post credits. Um, so like after that is when you get the post credit scene. And then after you get the credits that roll down, you know, black and white typical credits that you see, um, that's the after credit scene. So there is a bit of a post credit scene about like 15 seconds long or so, um, about like a minute and a half into the the credits at when he first get to the credits i guess um if i'm making any sense right now nothing too important that you need to see but it is kind of funny so maybe maybe worth sticking around for for a extra maybe three minutes or so um but yeah i would love a sequel to this um and you know could they could they capture lightning in a bottle twice i think it's possible a lot of times the sequels that's not often the case, but um, I, I think it has potential to to go places and have have more interesting stories along the way and also kind of build upon the stories that they've already kind of set up a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, overall, I do have a new uh, film ranking system. Uh, so, yeah, I think you guys would have heard it in my Fableman's review. Maybe not now because I did a normal like one out of ten because I didn't have it ready. Uh, but yeah, new film ranking system. I know I've been changing it quite a lot recently if you've been watching the videos recently. Uh, but yeah, only four tiers, making it super simple. Uh, so yeah, at the top, I have premium ticket. Jeez, it's getting windy. Uh, premium ticket, uh, the type of movie that is really worth watching in the theater uh, as soon as possible and uh, you know worth paying extra for, whether that be for IMAX or 3D or whatever that might be. Um, tier below that, I have standard ticket. Uh, worth the price of admission, good, not great. Uh, tier below that, I have discounted tickets. Uh, so yeah, basically discounted ticket. Uh, worth going to see if the price is discounted. Um, you know, not a bad movie, but but not good. So yeah, uh, tier below that, final tier is free tickets, and it's only worth watching if it's free. Um, pretty much as bad as it gets. Uh, so yeah, trying to keep it super simple with the uh, the movie ranking system. Again, probably going to change over time because I'd like to kind of kind of shift it into kind of being my own thing and being interesting and and making it unique. Uh, for now, it's it's just basic, but hey, 
It's better than one out of 10, I believe, in my opinion, at least. Uh, so overall, at this particular moment, after maybe like an hour tops of being back from the movie, I have to put it in premium premium ticket. Um, maybe after watching it one other time and after sitting with it for longer, it'll be a standard ticket. But as for right now, um, this is one of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, I highly recommend watching it as soon as you possibly can. I'm glad I got to it when it was, you know, when it first came out. Uh, so I can tell people to watch it as soon as they possibly can. Uh, I know last week I was behind on movies. This week I'm kind of catching up a bit. Um, but yeah, I would love to know what you guys thought of the movie. If you have seen it down in the comments below, please, for the love of God, do not spoil anything. Uh, if you do spoil anything, I'll delete your comment and uh yeah see what i can do from there maybe report you i don't know uh i don't want to do all that but yeah just don't be a jerk down in the comments just tell me how you thought uh what you thought of the movie whether you liked it or didn't like it um and then just like some basic non-spoiler stuff that you didn't did and didn't like um so yeah and if you haven't seen it are you planning on watching it this holiday season why or why not i would love to know down in the comments below really anything you want to comment down below i'd love to hear from you uh you know most of the time when I see a comment, I do reply to it. So there's a good chance I will reply to whatever you say to me. Um, but at times I feel like there's comments that I just do not see on my videos. I think I have to go in and like change some settings or something like that. But I feel like there's times where, cause I'll, I'll like look at a video that I just posted and it'll say that I ha it has a comment, but then I go to actually click on something and like see what the comment is. And then there's just nothing there. So I don't know what that's all about. And then I try to like, if for those of you who are like, you do anything on YouTube and use YouTube studio, you'll know, like, um, you can filter your comments and try to look through and look at ones like held for review. And even those aren't, even that it's like not held for review. It's just not there. I don't know what the deal with that is. So if I ever don't respond to anything, there's a good chance that I probably just don't see it for whatever reason. Uh, so again, I'll try to have to figure out how to, how to change those settings if possible, but yeah, uh, comment down below if you, if you know how to do that. I'll probably just have to look up a, tu a tutorial. Probably shouldn't be that hard, though. Uh, but yeah, leave a like on the video. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload. And I'll see you in the next one with my very short review for Disney's Strange World. See you in the next one.